Welcome to the King's Chapel, Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. Tonight we're going to be taking time to talk about how to use the power of the Word spoken over the weekend. You know, we all got to experience God through the, through the activation of prophetic words. But now we have the ability and the, the resources to take that word and transcend it into our lives, right? Tonight, we're going to be talking about that and how I'm titling it is called Walk It Out. Walk it out. All right, I won't even go that way out. All right. Let's all stand for the reading of the word. I told you we were going to stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. If you can't stand up, please stand up on the inside of you. Turn with me in your, in the inside of your heart to honor God. Turn me in your Bible. It says 2 Kings chapter 7. 2 Kings chapter 7. And we're going to start in verse 1. You guys ready? If you're there, say, I'm there. If you're not there, can you please hurry up? No, I'm just playing. Let's play. Let's read the word. You ready? I say that in youth, so I'm just going to sit here. It says, then Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Those are great words to hear. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow about this time, a seal of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, and two seals of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So an officer of who whose hand the king leaned, leaned, answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make a window in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, In fact, everybody say, In fact. In fact, fact, you shall see with your eyes, but, everybody say, but. But you shall not eat of it. Mm, Anybody wanted to eat something but could not touch it, Right? Now there were four leprous man at, men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one, another, to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. If we sit here, we will die also. Talk about a rock in a hard spot. <laughs> and now therefore... Come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall only die. And they rose at twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp. To their surprise, there was no. Everybody say no. Everybody say no. No one there. That's huge. How many of you ever wanted to possess something but felt like there was something stopping you, but there was nothing there but yourself, right? No one there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. So so they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us the, the king of the Hittites, the king of the Egyptians, to attack us. Therefore they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact. Ooh, the blessing of God, y'all. Their tents, their horses, their light, their donkeys, 
and they fled for their lives. And, and when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank and carried it, carried from it silver and gold and clothing. Whew, those lepers were happy. And went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went to and went and hid it. Then they said to one another, we are not doing right. How is the Holy Spirit just come in and just mess them up and tell them they're doing wrong at that point? Where am I? This day, this is a day of good news, and we remain silent. If we wait until morning, some punishment will come upon us. Now, therefore, come let us go and tell the king's household. So they went and called the gatekeepers of the city and told them, saying, we went to the Syrian camp, and surprisingly, there was no one, I mean, sorry, surprisingly, no one was there. Not a human sound, only horses and donkeys tied, and the tents intact. And the gatekeeper, gatekeepers called out, and they told it to the king's household inside. So it went from outside to inside. So the king arose in the night and, and said to his servants, let me, know, let me now tell you what the Syrians have done. They now... They know that we are hungry. Therefore, they have gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, when they come out of the city, we shall, we shall catch them alive and get into the city. The devil plays tricks in our minds. Where am I? And one of his servants answered and said, please let several men take five of the remaining horses which, the, which are left in the city. Look, they may either become like all the multitude of Israel that they are left in it, or indeed, I say, they may become like all the multitudes of Israel left for those, from those who are consumed. Let us send them and see. Therefore, they took two chariots with horses, and the king sent them in the direction of the Syrian army, saying, go and see. He said, what? And they went after them to the Jordan. Indeed, all, road, all the road was full of garments and weapons which the Syrians had thrown away in their haste. So the messengers returned to the, and told the king. Then the people went out and plundered the, plundered the tents of the Syrians. So Sia, a fine flower, was sold for a shekel and two shekels of barley. Uh, two sias of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Now the king had appointed an officer whose hand he had leaned to have in to have charge of the gate. But people trampled him in the gate, and he died. Everybody say dun dun dun. <laughs> Just as the man of God said, I know this is long, but bear with me. Okay. Just as the man had said, had spoken to the king, saying, Two sias of barley for a shekel and seal of fine flour for a shekel shall be sold tomorrow, this time in the gate of Samaria. Then the officer had answered the man of God and said, now look, if you, if the Lord, oh, I just read that one all over again. Well, let's pray. 
Lord God, I thank you for all the things that you're going to do in the house tonight, Lord God. We pray that you use the words that come forth out of my mouth, Lord God, to be edifying to who you are and what you want to do in our lives. We pray, Holy Spirit, come. Come with power. Come with might. Come with authority. We pray that the words spoken, Lord God, will cut the, 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 the thing, the junks off of our hearts and off of our lives today. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, amen. amen. You go and have a seat. Whoo, that's a long verse. <laughs> now, we're looking at a time in, in, the, in the word that, that a word from the Lord was given. An action had to take place from an unorthodox, unorthodox way. In 1995, there in little old Maui, something happened. The first KC prophetic conference. This is the thing. Prophetic conference was, that is now renamed what? Power conference. Back in the day of 1995, it was very uncommon to have a mass amount or a mass multitude prophetic conference. Currently, right now, there we had a full house here in, in Wasilla this weekend. We had, I think, close to 800 some people here on Sunday. And in Maui, for a prophetic conference, they could see on the upwards of two to 3,000 people in one weekend. But it all came through a, 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 a moment in time of a, a word of the Lord from a man by the name of Apostle Emmanuel Kenestracy. He, he sat with doctor one day, and he said, hey, let's, let's do a conference, a prophetic conference. And let's have these things called call-out rooms, where God speaks to a person or speaks to a prophet, and that goes forth as a personal prophecy that people could take and use to allow them to guide their lives in that year, or whatever the case may be. It was an untraditional, unorthodox—you guys know what I'm saying—to say the least. But because of that conversation and and Doctor Morocco's heed to the Holy Spirit, we saw a movement of prophetic proportion sweep not just throughout KC but throughout our even our country where prophetic conference that were uncommon became common. We were at the forefront. And, and, and it, what it did is that it allowed other pastors, other ministers, not just in KC, as you saw this weekend, where we have multiple past KC pastors from around the world as prophetic speakers, but it allowed other people with prophetic, prophetic voices to begin to start speaking up begin to be accounted for. Maybe you're here tonight because of the fact that a word, a prophetic word was given. Let's look deep into the context of this, this scripture. We see a time when the word of the Lord was given by the prophet Elisha. At this moment, the king was King Joram. He was the king of Ahab. Uh, I'm sorry, he was the he was the son of King Ahab, which, which controlled all the northern, northern ten tribes of Israel at that time. And at that point, Israel was messed up in general. Imagine being the son of the man that married Jezebel. 
Mm. Not she acted like, no, let's leave there. But the, 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 the Israelites were so messed up. You know, they worshiped Baal. They worshiped, they worshiped gods when there was one true God of that country. There is one true God of our, of, our, of our country. There's also one true God of our world. Well, well, God raised up the prophet named Elijah in that time. There was a, you know, Elijah, the guy that called fire, you know, while the other people ran around and cut themselves and been stupid. Yeah, there was Elijah raised up, but there was another generation coming behind. That generation was the generation of Elijah. Israel was also bad, in bad timing because the Syrians who, who captured cities was capturing places at rapid proportions. So imagine living in a city, couldn't go out of the walls because you felt like you were going to get attacked killed or for whatever reason just couldn't go out and then in the sea there was no food there was nowhere you could go to eat no no mcdonald's no wendy's no subway no DoorDash. right famine had overtaken the the, the city imagine the beginning reimagine the beginning of the pandemic when we went to Walmart and there was nothing there. We go to Fred Myers, there was nothing there. This was the life they lived on a daily basis. It got so bad. Everybody say so bad. So bad that cannibalism really started to come forward. Your dog wasn't safe. Your cat wasn't safe. Your horse wasn't safe. You weren't safe. And because of that, the king, the king really, really, you know, couldn't really think about things. And so he, he went and he put on sackcloth, which, which is a sign of, 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 of prayer and, and, um, and fasting. But it did nothing. He wanted a word of the Lord. And I'm going to give you a little story tonight from my personal experience. Sometimes when we need the word of the Lord... He comes through if you depend on him in the most, in the hardest times. This summer was one of the hardest times of my life. My father passed away in June, and uh, I had to go home back to Hawaii for, for a number of months, for about two months. And during that two months, and, and you're like, how come you're gone so long? Because of COVID and everything, I couldn't travel back and forth. It was, it was insane. So I just I talked to Pastor Aaron, talked to Dr. Marco. I just stayed in Maui. And so I went back, and... It was a very tense time in my life, not just because my father passed away, but because, I'll be honest with you, as the only boy of a family of girls in an Asian-cultured family, they depend on the boys a lot. So my role as a, as a son was to step to where my father was to take care of my mother. And so that's a lot of pressure as a, as a son, as a boy. And so I... We went in, in June, and we were coming up on power conference in Maui, Maui, and I made a demand to God because I had no clue what I was supposed to do. And so, you know, pre-conference, a lot of, you know, I had meetings with doctor and other people, and they're like, if you want, you can move back if you want. 
No. I may be from mine, but I love the cold. And so he said, okay, okay. But I put a demand on him. So about two and a half weeks before prior conference in Maui, me and my wife both, we started to fast and pray. Because we didn't know what else to do. Because we were that close. Like, there's no space in between my fingers. Just as the king did. But the king, unlike myself, blamed the prophet. He blamed Elisha for the circumstances. And he started to lose faith. He gave us he gives up on his hope. He starts to blame God. Sometimes in your life, you get so under pressure, you so come to it, and you start to blame God instead of blaming and going after your situation. Right? Sometimes we, we, we look at our lives and we get frustrated, but we, don't, we, we have to keep in mind that God is faithful even to the end. But this is the thing about prophetic words. If you don't take responsibility for your prophetic word over your life, then how is it God's fault if he's unfaithful? He's not. Because we didn't do our part in co-laboring with who he is. So we, so we continue. We continue to move forward. We got to stop playing victim and start walking in our victory of who he is and what he wants to do in our lives. Now, if you choose to make a decision out of the will of God, you choose to allow the devil to bring famine. You allow the devil to choose to bring death. You allow the devil to run rapid in your life because you don't heed the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord came through the prophet Elisha the word alert came through with power and in might. Let me ask you tonight, church family, who has been the Elisha of your life? Have you heeded the words that have come out and come forth even through this weekend? Because a lot of times when we, we hear words, if we don't like it, we don't listen. If we don't like it, we don't act. Or if we don't like it, we try to go get another word that actually fits into what we think is right. Hmm. Double dipping is what we call it. I'll just leave that right there before I get in trouble. But he's, Elisha says this, these words in the text. By this time tomorrow. And you would think the people of Israel would be happy but they weren't even happy to hear those words. By this time tomorrow, they had no remorse. They were ungrateful even for the word of the Lord. That is not where we want to be. That is not where the Israelites should have been. In fact, the king's hand, the king's servant ridicules the word of the Lord because he didn't believe it. The, the thing about prophetic words is believing and having faith. Believing is one part of the battle. Faith is having another part. When we, we have, when we have, when we see things, we, when we, where, where am I? Believing the, 
When those things converge, it brings completion to prophetic words. Judgment is, was, was evident, is pronounced on the officer. But this is the thing. He didn't see it. Know that, that sometimes if you don't see things by the Spirit first, you will never be able to obtain it in the flesh. The only reason why we are here as kings in over 340 locations is Dr. Morocco and the staff of kings, of kings worldwide has seen the goodness of the Lord and being able to see things and see extensions, see people, see groups of people before we started even planning a church. In verse 19, it says, you shall see but not. Partake in it. Know that God will use, this is the thing. He was talking to the officer. He was talking to the officer by leprous people and common people. People that nobody liked, nobody wanted to be a part of. Know that God sometimes will use a foolish situation to baffle the wise. Guys, he used a donkey. Yeehaw! The four lepers are used by God to fulfill his word. He used them to what? Fulfill his word. Why? Because they had nothing to lose. The second part of this story of mine is I had nothing to lose. My wife knows it. If I would have stayed in Alaska, I love Alaska. We love Alaska. We know where we're called here. But in that situation, we would have been accepted with open arms back on Maui staff. We had a hard decision. And that's the thing. Sometimes God gives us uncommon, uncommon denominators to actually do what he's asked us to do. The lepers has the riches of the world in front of them. They had all the tents, all the food, all the drinks. But they went back and told the officer, the word of the Lord. Sometimes God uses the out of the ordinary to give order for every situation. How do we, how do we walk out God's plan for us or for our lives? When hearing the word of the Lord, we must hear and see it as precious. When, you got, when, when, when a prophet comes to you or, or a minister or pastor comes to you and says, I think this is what God is saying for you, we should heed it and count it as precious. <laughs> because if we don't see it as precious, then we will not stay the path than what he calls us to do. We must be greater, we must have a greater reverence and awareness for the word of the Lord in our lives and for our lives. We must know when he gives us a word from a prophet that it's the framework for our lives, not just somebody spinning out words. It's the framework. 
in the following chapter, the Syrian king gave of a four of a four loaded camels. You know what CD players and all because it's a never mind. That was a car reference, but never mind. Of camels with the finest wares of Damascus as a gift for the prophet. Second Kings chapter eight verse nine. It says. So Hazel went to meet him and took the, a present with him of every good thing of Damascus, 40 camel loads. And he stood before him and said, your son, that guy, of King Assyria has sent me to you saying, shall I re recover from this disease? He went, why? To bring the camels, why? As an offering, because it was a privilege to get a word, to hear the word of the Lord. We have a prophetic conference, which is now called Power, for over 15 years here in Alaska. 15 years of words, 15 years of destinies, 15 years of promises that God has given to the people of Alaska that will come forth if we stay the course and keep it precious. Don't let social distance keep you socially distant from the precious things of God. Wait, what? Yeah. Don't do it. Get into prayer. Get into reading your word. Get into church. Get online if you have to. But don't stop yourself from everything God has for you just because we have to be socially distant. Number two, God desires to speak to us. Wage a good warfare with, what, with, with that word and stand on it. When we stood there in that room with Prophet Jane Hammond, me and my wife were standing there, and we were the last people in the room because we were running from international rooms. I think that's what we were doing. We did all the call international rooms for them that we were helping them with. And, and we went in, and we were like, I was like, because <gasps> we ran literally from the front to the back of the building, which is... Um, like three times the size. So you, you, you run all the way to the back. You're like, where? where? One of the first words out of her mouth was, didn't I? I was like, what? Didn't I? I didn't even hear the rest of it. I just hold, heard those two words. The reason why I didn't hear much of the rest of it is because I knew when, he, when she said, didn't I, that means we were supposed to come back. I heeded the word of the Lord at that point. Didn't I do what I said I was going to do? Didn't I bring you to a place where you're flourishing? Didn't I tell you that you're going to see a revival, basically? Didn't I? But we got to wage a good warfare so we can see, we can hear those words. Didn't I? No one he speaks, our insecurities, our incapabilities, 
and the impossibilities melt away because he makes it possible because he's greater than all those things. Know that we are to judge prophetic words. Not to be rude, not to ridicule, not to be unbelieving, but to be judged. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 29, it says, Let two or three prophets speak and let the other ones judge. That's why when, when we have press retreat, there are two people up front. And they tell you to bring your phone so that the word can be recorded. And the word is actually recorded by the, by the people of Presbyterian that are up here. You know why? Because we, Pastor Daniel will re-listen to a word. It'll be weighed. It'll be accounted for. And it'll, it'll be able to be able to speak life into you. It will be judged. And what's crazier is the people giving the words will be judged. There are true prophets, and there are also false prophets. Let me be honest. People cray-cray. They cray-cray. <laughs> they just give, thou said the Lord, and you're like, <laughs> And you may ask yourself, how do I do that? How do I, how do I judge? You know a good prophet by their character, and by their doctrine. If it's not given out of feeling, but given by scripture, by who he is and what he wants to do in someone's life. We must look at their standard of life. Are they committed to a house? Are they committed to headship? Are they committed to a senior pastor? We have a senior pastor of Pastor Daniel, but he's committed to the senior pastor of Dr. James Morocco. We, you know, we, we can weigh ways of, it, it, are, they, are they giving words to get money back? And the list goes on and on and on and on. We must weigh, we must judge. That's why it's crazy when we have, you know, parking lot profits. I'm just gonna leave that right there. We can also wait by the judge it by their attitudes. If when they give a word, they walk all high and mud, I'm the prophet. Heed my words, I will give you the word of the Lord. Or if they're humble, they're transparent, their willingness, their willingness is to serve the people of the house, no matter the cost. We must judge by people's faith. Prophetic words are supposed to release faith. Everybody say faith. faith. Romans chapter 12, verse 6, it says, Having the gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, if prophecy, let us prophesy in portion to our faith. Know that when you get words, it's, it's not that he, God is going to show you the whole picture, but he's going to show you the portion to get to the bigger picture. Number three, the prophetic word will encourage you and confirm things. 
Paul writes in, in Acts chapter 21, verse 10, it says, As we stayed many days in a, a certain prophet named Agabus, came down from Judea, when, when he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. We must ask ourselves, why? Why did Paul not get mad in that moment? Because if we jump to Acts 20, verse 22, it says, and, and see, now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there. You know why he wasn't mad? Because brother already knew. He already knew what was going to happen. That's how prophetic words come forth. I mean, begin to activate because he know, we know some things before they actually happen. Prophetic words are released through God's power. If you look at Acts, the whole Acts 26, look at Acts 28, verse 5. He, but he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. Imagine getting bit by a snake and don't care because you know that God's going to heal you. He's going to protect you. In Acts chapter 27, verse 20, uh, Chapter 27, verse 24, it says, saying, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all who sail with you. Brother man was captured. Why was he not afraid? Because God already told him. The word of the Lord was given. Sometimes God will, God will give his word to warn us, but also by confirming future events so we're not stumped when those things happen. And this is the thing. In every situation, God can always turn around no matter what. If we look back into the original text, the words that come blaring out of it by Elisha was by this time tomorrow. Every single one of us has a by this time tomorrow experience coming to your life. By this time tomorrow, you will own your own home. By this time tomorrow, your kids will return to the Christ, to Christ. By this time tomorrow, you will be financially free. By this time tomorrow, your, 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 your insecurities will be gone. By this time tomorrow, your body will be healed. By this time tomorrow, church. That's all we need. To know that by this time tomorrow, everything could change. Everything. Now, I've got five practical things of ways we can walk it out. Weigh and judge the words that are given to you. How? Through obeying and trusting God's word. Go back to scripture. Figure it out. The second thing I have is write it down. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, it says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, and he may run who, who reads it. 
Imagine if things weren't written down back in those days. Imagine if Moses didn't write the Ten Commandments down. <laughs> Thou shalt not fill in the blank could have been put into practice because of the fact that brother forgot to write it down. How many of you guys have ever gone to a restaurant, gave your order, the, the waiter never wrote your order down, brought you your food, and you're like, that is not what I ordered. <laughs> we got to make things plain. We got to make things, we got to write it all out. We got to make it clear. We have to get into agreement with the word. Get into agreement with the word. Mary had to get into agreement that she was bearing the son of the king of kings and the Lord of lords. She not, she, she not only had to agree with that, but she brought somebody with her by the name of Elizabeth. Luke chapter 1, verse 42. It says, then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Don't get around people that hear your word and mock it. Don't get around people <laughs> that get around your word and don't believe with you. Allow people to gather with you that are going to encourage you, that are going to pray for you, that are going to come into agreement with you so that your word can come forth. And when your word comes forth, they rejoice with you. We must pray for our words. I was reminded yesterday we went out to Eagle River and we took um, the Molokai prophet, Pastor Robert Sahagun. And me and Pastor Robert, and my wife go way back. My, my, my wife is from the island of Molokai. And we were talking last night with them and Pastor Gil, and it's like, Pastor, do you remember, which, you know, this is many, many years ago. Pastor, do you remember that word that you gave me when I was in high school? He's like, uh, maybe? <laughs> and I said, okay, well, I do. You said, beep, beep, you know, this, this, and this, and this. And I was like, I was like, I'm still holding. I'm still praying. I'm still believing. I'm still contending for that word that was given to me when I was in high school that I believe will come to pass. See, we got to continually go after what God has for us. We got to continue to pray. We got to continue to seek his face. We got to continue to contend. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, is this charge? I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you shall wage a good warfare. Everybody say warfare. Everybody say warfare. In, in, in terms, it means to pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. To wage a good warfare. To not stop until the war is done. The devil may be, may be able to win little battles, but he has, he's lost the war. Because in the back of the book, oh, in the back of the book. Mm. The next thing is take steps of faith. In order to walk things out, we got to keep walking. We got to keep taking steps of faith. We got to keep growing. We got to keep doing what we need to do. 
The next thing is wait in expectancy. Just as a mother waits nine months to, I won't, not bear, or is that what it's called? Am I getting the word wrong? Bear, bear that baby. Imagine if pregnancy wasn't nine months but one week. And all the women go, amen. <laughs> but sometimes we got to wait in expectancy. Your prophecy may not come forth next week. It may not come forth next month. It may not come through the next five years, the next 10 years. But we got to wait in expectancy that God's going to come through and nail that thing to the wall and say, like, I will do it. Jeremiah is one of the, this, this verse is one of the greatest promises to his people. Jeremiah chapter 20, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and Pray, there it is, pray, and I will listen to you. We got to stay in that place of prayer. We have to stay in that place of expectancy to allow the word of the Lord to be edifying to who we are and what he wants to do in our lives because that's the only way. If we don't stay expecting, if we don't continue to pray, then we give up the right to have that prophecy come forth. The last thing is this, Pastor. The last thing is this. When the word of the Lord comes forth, you got to give the biggest thanks to who he is and what he just did in your life. Because if you, don't stay, if you didn't stay vigilant, if you didn't stay expecting, if you didn't pray, if you didn't seek God's face, if you didn't allow yourself to have Elizabeth in your life, if you didn't do all these five, I think it's five things, then you might not have ever seen that prophecy come to pass. But let me tell you, when that thing comes to pass, you just give thanks to who he is and what he wants to do in your life. Because that prophet, that thus said the Lord, is a promise. It's God's plan, it's God's purpose, and everything that he wants to see in your life coming to fruition, coming into fulfillment. What a word from Dr. Morocco that this is a year of fulfillment. Fulfillment for kings, fulfillment for your lives, fulfillment for your finances, fulfillment for your medical issues, fulfillment for your destinies, fulfillment for your purpose. That is the word of the Lord for this year. And as we come to the end of 2021, we will stand there in grace, love, and appreciation for what he, what he did for us in that year. Why? Because we got to give praise and honor where honor is due. In Psalm chapter 100, verse 4. This is a great verse. And if you know it, say it with me. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Be thankful to him 
and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all, how many? All, how many? How many? How many? All generations. You know why? Because when he says, thus saith the Lord, it's to every generation. Every generation. So I charge you tonight to take the words that you've gotten this weekend, to take the words that you've gotten over the many 15 years that Kings Alaska has been in operation, or any word that you've gotten any given weekend or every, any given day, that one of our, our prophets said to you, take those words and stand on them. Believe without ceasing. Do what he's asked you to do. And can I just close with this? When I got that word of the Lord from, from Prophet Hammond, yeah, I went back for a junk situation. But when I came back, I was full of fire. I was full of hope. I was full of destiny. I knew that Alaska was where I was supposed to plant my roots. And just to think that the word of the Lord was given to take a boy out of the island of Maui, a girl out of the island of Molokai, and plant them in the coldest state of Alaska, I mean of the country called Alaska. Where they would contend for revival, where they would contend for a generation, where they would contend for a group of people. We are living out the activation of the words given in our lives. I want to encourage you tonight. Thus say the Lord, fill in the blank. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.